Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome into the half mid-price video here for NRL Fantasy. It's a interesting price point. It's an interesting position in general. We have Jamal Fogarty, who's just above this, and he was in the Guns video, so... There's a couple of guys here you could potentially take a punt on, but there usually is one issue with each of these players, which is which stops them from having enough value or being someone who can sort of get to that over 50 average, which is what you need from a gun player in the halves position at a minimum. It's over, over that 50 or, or close to that 8 to 10 points of value. Some of these players have a little under 10 points of value in my opinion, but even then they do come with their big risks. So with so many top guns in the half position, is it worth spending up in this slot? Sean O'Sullivan is one of the important guys to speak about in this video. He's a very, very interesting prospect, given that in 2021, he averaged 48, and in 2022, he averaged 50. That was obviously both at the Panthers, and moving over to the Dolphins, he ended up averaging 42.9. He started well with 49 average in that first three, so are you seeing the... Uh, seeing the correlation here and seeing the consistency there. And that did include a sim bin as well, so it would have been even higher than that before he got injured in the middle of round four, where he was 28, I believe, or 50-odd or 60 minutes. So wasn't doing incredibly well. Like, would have averaged, sorry, would have got somewhere near that 40 mark, most likely. But he then returned after injury and wasn't as good for his first five. And that coincided with the Dolphins' sort of struggles through that middle period. And then back to some good scores in the last five where he got closer to that 40, uh, that 45 to 50 kind of range there. So for me, there's definitely some value there, but hard to take as he's not really going to be a keeper. But a 590K, you could definitely go worse. And you know anywhere between that sort of sticking around his current price or getting up near that 50 average could, could make a lot of sense with the way that the Dolphins look especially in these first bunch of games, given they've got a buy in round three, but the Cowboys, the Dragons, the Titans, the Tigers are the first four games that they play with the Dolphins there. So that's obviously really helpful. And then you would get him in round 13 as well before their buy in round 14. So definitely someone to, to have a small look at. As I said, in round 21, uh, in 2021 and 2022, he had those really, really good averages. And he was fairly consistent at that. If you look at 
2021 there, he did have that 19, but other than that, he was a 37 was his lowest. And then, you know, got up into a 73 for one of them. And then in 2022, his lowest in that season was 32. So there's definitely scope for him to do pretty well. And that's kind of where he needs to be at, like having those sort of 60s and 70s games in there and then having his low games being that of around that 30 mark. So you do see here there was a few too many 20s in, in this season and then a 30 in that round 26 as well and, and didn't have the, the 70 games that he had in those previous years. So there's definitely some scope for it. There's a couple of 60s in there, which we need to see more of. He only had the one try. He had you know a few try assists at certain points. He'd have here two try assists in certain games, but even looking at that, that did include the sin bin, but two try assists for a 41 in that one, two try assists for a 49 and two for a 53 with a line break there. You do want those type of games where he gets the attacking stats to be a fair bit higher than where they're at. The other big thing to look at, like the meters gain is really good at 80. The kick meters at 272 is is probably too low for this type of player. So he's going to depend on who is next to him in round one. It needs to be a runner, basically. Like if, he, if he's playing with the Cody Nicarima or something like that, then that would make a bit more sense because he would pick up sort of three or four more points in kick meters, and, and that would get him closer to that sort of 48, 49, which would be cool. But I do think there's a few too many risks for Shawnee O'Sullivan, especially with that buy in round three as well. Like, obviously, that you know, you can use that as a looper, and that's fine. But with him not likely being a 50-plus guy, it's something that I think you, someone that I think you can avoid to start. Lukey Brooks, there's obviously some interest around him at 576k, the 41.9 average. So, if you look at Lukey, does he, he's had two seasons over a 50 average in his last five. So that's obviously you know good. But uh, the other the other three you have to worry about. 42 average the last two seasons. So very consistent at that. He loses a lot of kick meters here and control of the team moving over to Manly playing next to DCE. So potential for maybe some more attacking stats given you know, we've, we've had, I've had been having a good look at the, obviously the centers and wing fullbacks, which you'll see in the next few videos. But guys like Junior Tupo and Nofaluma and um, you know, Staffatoa and all these these outside backs there, they weren't able to, they didn't get to score many tries. And, and that's obviously coming off the back of their team just struggling. But, you know, if, if they were to be scoring more tries, you'd likely see Luke Brooks take a few more assists and, and the like there. So definitely coming to a better team, you, you should be able to see a little bit more on the attacking stat side. But that could counteract the, the loss of kick meters and also the control of that team with DC doing a lot there. So and and yeah, when Tabo when Tommy Chaboyevich is there, he does a lot in the attacking side as well. So Brooks could be well in that, but uh, I do think the lock, lack of kick meters is going to hurt him. So he's definitely a you know an, an okay option at five seventy six. And you look at their start to the season, it's fairly tough at that with the bunnies, the roosters, and the eels, uh, with the dragons in there, but then Penrith and also the warriors. So. Unlikely to see Manly come out and absolutely brain it and, and smash him there. So there's probably enough, I think, to, to leave him out of your side in that one there. So you're looking at, at 2022. There he only had the two tries himself, but uh, you know, a decent amount of tries. This is just a tick over 10 in 2022, but he still only scored 43 as an average. Last year, he had the three tries. And again, not a lot of tries. This there, two, four, six, seven on the tries this side. So... That could definitely increase. And if you look back at sort of 2021 there, the try assist was up a lot higher, well into sort of the, what, 14 or 15 mark, which is looking at that there. Um, and still only the one try. 
sorry, but 51 average in that one, 285 kick meters, 97 on the running side. He was a little bit lower on that uh, in the kick meters, but ran the footy plenty. So yeah, he, he's going to need to score a lot of tries and try assists for him to be super relevant in this side, in your side anyway. Jerome Luai, 567 average of 41. I just think it'll be more of the same for Luai. We'll have little stretches where he does well, but he just doesn't get enough kick meters and misses too many tackles and the like there for him. Jacko Hastings, 557. For me, there's no upside with him, just sort of leading them around the park. They have so many attacking weapons either side. And yeah, 40 average for him is, is pretty solid. He's going to get the odd tackle, uh, the, odd, the odd try assist and, and the like, but and maybe a try or two. But yeah, for the most part, Pong is going to be involved in that. Gagai and, and these types of players with their where their assist work is, is going to be where it's at. Toby Sexton, 40.1 is the average for him. I have a little bit of interest in Drew Hutchison. I'm kind of, kind of actually hoping that Hutcho gets a seven. So there's that to have a little slight worry about. I think Hutcho is good enough, and he was a, a big reason for the turnaround of the Roosters at the back end of last year. Sexton needs full control of this team, and, and he's not going to get it with Burton. So if he is in that seven role... The average is 40. I think that's kind of somewhere to do with his peak, unless the Bulldogs absolutely kill it. Uh, but splitting the kick meters, splitting the assists between the halves there, I just think this is probably where he's at. At this point, like, he'll have his good games, but he'll have his 30s as well. Luke Keary. At 547 for Luke there, th- the 40 is the average as well. I think it's Walker's team now, and I just can't see him going much higher than that. Obviously, they're really poor start to the season hurt his average as well. So that you have potentially a tiny bit of value on that, but I think Luke Keery shouldn't be in anyone's team. AJ Brimson. So he's interesting. That's for sure. The funny thing with this is he's going to play center and he's not going to get the center dual tag because he already, already has the half and he already has the wing fullback. So it's pretty funny, but 545k average of 40 as well. Playing in center. We know that the gun centers are anywhere between that. Well, most of them are around that 45 mark and then you've got Gagai in the fifties, but as center, he doesn't excite us, so it doesn't excite me there. Average of 42 at 5'8 last year. One score of 49 in at center. In uh, Sorry, at, at, at half there. In a 34 to 30 win with a try and a try assist in that one as well. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sorry. Uh, sorry, that was the center there. But um, yeah, so like a big scoring game and that was the high, so... Yeah, sure, he could average somewhere in the low 40s, but I just don't see it in this side. The buy in round two, likely when we're going to have Campbell. It's probably a no at this point for AJ. Jack Whiten, someone I have a lot more interest in, and you would have seen it in my one of my original videos, saying, you know, pointing him out as a, an interesting player to look at. But 532K, he will have the half and the center jewel 
So it's a pretty cool jewel there to have. Average of 38.7. So he's a tick under that, obviously, a little bit cheaper. Um, meaning that if we can get him to close to a 45 average, then that's what we're, we're needing from Wyden for him to be of relevance. With that dual position, it's going to be great. Not going to be playing Origin and the like too. So from 2019 to 2022, so four seasons there, he averaged between 46 and 50. So that's pretty exciting at, at that one there. But that's obviously in the 5'8 position. At center, he's going to get to run more than he did at six. You saw this in the last two games where he scored... 53 and 52 at center. It included two line breaks, 16 tackle busts. Um, but that was in two losses against the Broncos and the Sharks. So he was able to score really well in losses, which was great. And yeah, what you see there is the, the, the run meters, I think 160 and then over 200. So yes, line breaks will increase that for sure. But if you can get him anywhere around that sort of 150 mark, he's going to tackle hard anyway, get anywhere between that 10 to 15 tackles at center. Then... That's a solid base if you can get somewhere around that four or five tackle breaks, given that's his strength. In a bunny side, that if he is able to actually pass the ball, he's going to be put in good positions with good ball in that center position. There will be times that he'll get cut out as well. There will also be times where he does pass it to <laughs> to Johnson there, potentially. But uh, yeah, White, and he's someone of, of definite interest uh, for my side. If, and the big if, is that if there was uh, no centers available that are cheap and good, right, then we might go for one of these mid-range guys that's in the center position, which, again, we'll speak about the center mid-range uh, in the next video um, on this on this list here. But, yeah, it's a definite risk for Jack White in there for sure. But, yeah, keep him in your thoughts. So he's going to be that dual guy. All right, Tommy Dean, back to the halves now. We spoke about centers, 531K there, 38.6 the average. So for him, he's very, very dependent on Cowboys form for now. So until that changes, I just don't think that you can have him in your side because yeah, he, he averaged, and then following on from that, he averaged four less than the Cows better 2022 season. So he was up at 42 in 2022. So that's not enough to, to be like, even if the Cowboys were to bounce back on a week-to-week -week basis, he can consistently get in the mid 40s there, which is what you'd want from someone in this position at a minimum, a mid 40s to get seven or eight points of value, who's not going to be a keeper. So until he, until it's his team, it's a no from me with Tommy. Madden needs an injury, not going to get the spot. Cody Nicarima, half and wing fullback duel, which is cool, average of 38 last year. He's likely to be on the bench. If he was to get the six, I still don't think it's, yeah, it's worth it, just too expensive at the point. He had good, good, uh, cash-making ability last year, given he was got, got down to 250 and helped out a lot of people. But it'll be relevant at some point. If he's off the bench for a while, drops a fair bit of cash and then gets a starting spot again, which is likely to happen, then he'll be cool for sure. Lockie Elias, stuck, yeah, I just think he sticks around the 35 to 40. It's a really, really big season for him. I do hope he goes well. Chad Townsend, kick meters and tackles. That's where he's out. The meat and potatoes for this squad. Hopefully he can you know, play really well and, and get the Cowboys around the park and, and get some wins. But a 37 average is not really one to look at. Uh, Max Plath, 500K, 42.5 in his uh, two games that he played. No discount given on that, really. Not much anyway. Um, not enough. Let's just say that for two games. So yeah, great work ethic. Did really well, but that's, he's a no for us. Dejan Asi. 484 for him, so he just needs an injury and a price drop. He got plenty of games last year with Brown being out, and yeah, we need him to be like a bench guy for a bit or something, which probably won't happen. Aiden Caesar at 477k. We're going to go all the way down to just over just over Drew Hutchison 
numbers. So he's going to be a cash cow at 400k. Uh, but for, for Caesar there, comes over to the Tigers, which is an interesting one given we saw the lowly points that Luke Brooks had last year. They also don't have a gun half, which they didn't for a lot of last year, obviously, with um, with Dewey not being there. But Caesar comes over with a 33 career average in the NRL, which if you're looking at this price point, that is under what he's currently priced at, at a 35. So not good. Been out of the NRL for four seasons as well, just to put another negative on top of that. He is likely to add more kick meters and goal kicking. But that likely gets him to about a 40 average at best. So given he's priced at 35, five points of value at best with a buy in round one, it is a clear no for me. Latufano, on the other hand, I wonder what he's going to, I wonder what he's going to get. He's a, a lot cheaper. Tyson Gamble at 468, average of 34, very similar to Hastings. The app and action happens elsewhere, and he had a few games where he was in, in, in amongst it, obviously. But uh, yeah, not much kicking from Gamble there. Not really one you want to you go for. Brad Schneider, good memories as a cash cow for him. He's at the Panthers, and if he comes in and gets a spot, it's probably still a little bit expensive at 34. Braden Trindle, a little bit more interest here. I imagine people will have a 33.3 average last year. That included games of 5.8, included games at halfback as well. He needs the kick meters and the goal kicking there to score sort of 40 plus. And unlikely he's going to get a, a big majority of that in that final Finals game that the, the Sharks played last year. Nico Hines went back to kicking goals and he kicked for over 400 plus meters. So unlikely Trindle gets that. Nico seemed to be carrying a bit of an injury as well. So he will have attacking involvement in games, especially with their really nice start to the draw. 39 average um, as half in four games as half is what I was meant to say. Um, and 33 average at six. So yeah, look, I don't see a lot of value in him unless he goes on a, an attacking run, but, you know, Hines and their outside backs are likely to be a part of that. Um, and he's got Nikara on the other side, which is, you know, Hines' side, which is more helpful for him. Uh, in that one, I'm not sure who's going to be Trindle's left edge back rower at this point. Wiki Mecca, 457. Just don't think there's enough base stats for him at the moment. He does rely on attack to be a 40-plus man. He had those games where he did. He had some low games as well, but he, he did solidly and... Uh, but that was at the cheap price. Jonah Pezzett, 452. He needs injuries, and it's a bit of a high price for him. Ezra Mam, fun one here. Everyone was talking about after the origin, after the uh, grand final, obviously. His highest score last year was 54, and that was in a, it was a two-try effort, so not good. Um, he had, yeah, just wrote, just wrote straight out no there. 4.5 missed tackles per game last year as well. So doesn't kick much in general play. Scores doubles and gets 54. Obviously, scored triple in the grand finals to go big. But uh, Cleary, obviously, scored way better um, just because the the way he plays, the way man plays there. So that's that. Tommy Weaver. Lots of kick meters, lots of missed tackles. So counteracts each other there as well. Uh, plenty of talent, though. 440K, if he does come in and get a spot, you probably still can't pick him up straight away. You'd have to see him take that next step, which we'll have to see, as I said. Jaden Sullivan, 424K, average of 30.8. I had a look into him, 32 average of six in big minute games. We, you know, we kind of look at him and go, oh, yeah, he's really talented. But in that dragon side, it makes him look really, really talented. But like fantasy-wise, still wasn't scoring that great, even when he was, you know, he'd score some tries in some games. Some games he'd still score low with, with attacking stats. So no value on Sullivan with that buy in round one. Dean Hawkins there. So 
at 419k, the average of 30.5. He needs an injury, and I think if he does get that, he is likely to be worth it fairly soon. So something to note. Carlo Luapu coming off the, the bad neck injury, unfortunately. So you have to avoid him at 408k anyway. A bit too expensive at that. Uh, best options. We've got, I've got Jack Wyden up top. I just think that he could, he could become, there's obviously risk, a uh, top-tier dual half and center. Keep a chance. Anywhere between zero to eight points of value. Could be cool. In a good team. Sean O'Sullivan there. A little bit under keeper level status. Anywhere from two to seven points of value, I think. And then Luke Brooks. He has some upside for sure if Manly are rolling, but anywhere between zero to seven points of value. That is the half mid-tier video. As I said, I'll be going through the halves mid-tier value guys in uh, the next one that you'll see for NRL Fantasy um, if we don't get any more uh, videos with Scoop coming up uh, across the weekend. But that's that, guys. And I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you in the next one.